Hi, this is Lou Moultrie. Welcome to Freedom to Talk podcast, a women's chat room. In this series, we are talking about domestic abuse and the impact it has on women and their families. The women who are speaking in this series have all been impacted by violence and abuse. This is an opportunity for these women to get their voices heard, start the conversation and dispel those myths. These are all honest accounts being discussed and can be distressing. So please, please take care when listening. Let's celebrate these women for speaking out. Lou Moultrie again um, on Freedom to Talk podcast. Oh, have I got a treat for you. I cannot tell you enough. I adore her. I absolutely adore her. I don't want to big her up too much, but why not? Why not? Um, She's going by um, Unbreakable. She's been supporting um, not just women, men as well, um, with her online stuff, and she would she would describe it a lot better than I could. But I asked Unbreakable to come here as herself, as a woman, a grown woman now that has suffered some horrendous stuff. And we're just going to go with it because these podcasts, as you know, are to enable other victims of violence to be able to hear what we are saying and possibly connect it with stuff that they have gone through we just want to be healthy and we want you to look after yourself as I say all the time please please um you don't have to if if something's triggering you and it's the same with unbreakable as well you know if something triggers her we can stop we can have a moment and reflect or um just breathe sometimes we just need to breathe because this is serious stuff so we're going to start um, with you, Unbreakable. Um, <laughs> and um, do you want to tell them, tell tell whoever's listening a little bit about yourself and then yeah. maybe start with, you could start wherever you want to start, to be quite honest. I don't really want to direct it. I'd love to know about you as a child because mm-hmm. sometimes that's, that's reflected in our stories later mm-hmm. on. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah, so the floor is yours. Thanks, darling. Uh, I am unbreakable, and I am a survivor. I am a warrior. Uh, I suffered um, sexual molestation by a family member as a child. Mm-hmm. I was raised by three very toxic and abusive parental figures. Um, the events of my childhood. I recognize now looking back that the events of my childhood basically drew my path on where I was headed with regards to relationships, having not known anything, received any care, love, affection, didn't know how to set boundaries, didn't know how to say no, didn't know how to use my voice. That led me into two very abusive marriages. Mm. Um, which my most recent one ended in September of 2019. Prior to that, uh, it had gotten so bad that I actually had a plan to commit suicide in December of 2018. Um, Not even recognizing and realizing that what I had endured in that relationship was all abuse because it was very 
very covert, mm-hmm. very behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was very little physical abuse. It was primarily psychological, verbal, emotional, sexual, financial. Um, and you don't really realize, I didn't really realize yeah. until I did get out just how abusive that relationship mm-hmm. was. Um, I believe wholeheartedly what I've learned in my experience is that our childhood plays the primary role in where our life will go in the choices that we make. Yeah. Yeah. The choices that we make subconsciously, Mm. not to say that I was a bad person. I just didn't know any better. Mm. Um, as a child, I'm the only girl of five children. Yeah. And, uh, I have my mother, my father, and my stepmother, my Mm. father and my mother divorced very early on. I can't even recall when it was. Yeah. Um, but from a very, very three, those are the three, those are my three parental figures. Yeah. And I refer to them as such because they no longer deserve a place at my table or in my life. Absolutely. Um, at a very early age, even as the only girl I knew with everything that I was. And I was groomed and molded to know that I was unloved. I wasn't even liked. Mm -hmm. I was tolerated. And even that was on a limited basis. Mm -hmm. Um, When my parents divorced, we primarily were living with my mother. Well, as the only girl, you'd think, oh, mommy's little girl or daddy's little princess. Never was it that. From both sides. from both sides. Yeah. My mother, I look back on it over the last several years and I realize that I was always viewed as competition for my mother mm. yeah. by just existing, yeah. by yeah. just having female organs. Mm. I was competition for my mother. I, I had nothing to do with that. Those were her own issues. Mm. But as such, she, she was horrible. Mm told me I would never amount to anything. I don't recall ever hugging my mother, even in my adult years, Mm -hmm. very few times in my adult years. I don't remember ever hugging my mom, my mother, my father. Um, my father was one of five children, one girl, four boys. My father was very much a boy dad. Mm-hmm. He coached sports, loved sports. He coached all of my brothers through everything. Yeah. Um, and so I'm this girl and he doesn't know what to do with me. Yeah. My father and my stepmother as well um, utilized religion yeah. as a form of abuse. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't normally like to get into the whole religious conversation because I know there's just people go, who feel just one go way where you want don't worry about I would say to you um unbreakable that you go where you want with this conversation because you don't mm. have to protect anyone and we're here just to be mm. here for ourselves because um there'll be other people listening that can totally mm. relate to you wh- whatever side of the world you're on um that will be able to relate to this can yeah. I just ask um yes what was that like as because these these a lot a lot of what you're saying is now the understanding of with yes. with all of this experience all of this knowledge um yes. that you've gained and trauma that you've had to sludge yes. through that's just that's a nice way of saying it actually mm-hmm. so I think that's but um 
but as a child what was what was the feelings were there feelings were you numb to it was was there any feelings was there any thoughts no I was not numb to it Mm. I wasn't consciously aware of it but looking back I can remember trying everything to get my parents to pay attention to me, to love me, to like me. Maybe if I try this, maybe if I behave this way, maybe if I'm quieter, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these, these things to even as a child change who I was to fit into their wants, their needs, their opinions, their desires. I never identified who I was even at a young age. Like I didn't know who I was. I didn't, I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew Mm -hmm. up. I didn't know anything about myself. All I knew was that I was constantly searching, begging and pleading for love and attention Mm -hmm. and affection from my parents. Yeah. But nothing I ever did was good enough. Yeah. So you get in this cycle of just, people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing, you know, doing all the, yeah, yeah. You know, doing all of the chores because maybe when mom comes home, she'll notice that I did all the chores. I cleaned the whole house as a child can. I cleaned the whole house. I did the best that I could. Maybe she'll love me now. Mm. No. If I do good in thinking as you're, as you're speaking, and I can really relate to what you're saying Mm -hmm. as well, because I had Mm -hmm. similar stuff in my own home. Um, Mm -hmm. My heart feels my chest it's not just my heart it's actually my chest mm-hmm. unbreakable that is starting to feel very very heavy and I think that the it doesn't matter if we are the victims of this and have done our own or doing our own journey when we hear another person another child has gone through this it impacts me every time the same because mm-hmm. there is it's just so wrong and I'm so I know I've interrupted you but I'm just deeply deeply sad that another person you Mm -hmm. unbreakable have had to go through that because it's just it's soul destroying it's soul destroying Mm -hmm. for you as a child and 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 just awful as a woman as a mum myself Mm -hmm. listening to Mm -hmm. to you say this Sorry, yeah. I, sorry, I interrupted you. Then no worries, no worries. It, it, you know, you look back on it, and being a mother myself now as yeah. well, you look. I've looked back on it, and I have had to go through periods of mourning mm-hmm. for that child. Yeah, absolutely. I have had to have those conversations with myself that okay, you didn't deserve this. It wasn't your fault. You couldn't control it. You didn't cause it. Like I've had to reprocess from, for that child Mm. from way back then. I'm 52. That was a long time ago, but those wounds we carry with us through our life. Mm. And again, I believe wholeheartedly for me, those wounds affected the choices that I made in my adulthood. Do you know, you know when when you were talking, mm-hmm. I I as you were saying about just wanting to, you know, people please be loved, be, mm-hmm. be you know, just mm-hmm. just have some attention. As you were talking, I was thinking about I flipped over to my thought process to an adult relationship. Yep. As you were talking, 
of yep. how many women that it was like you were speaking about in in an abusive home yep. and how women are absolutely we learn that mm-hmm. so many of us were victims as children and we carry that with us our entire life until we start to learn to heal until we start to learn to open our mouth and recognize the value that we have and recognize that all of those old records and those tapes that play over and over again in our head, they're wrong and we need to reprogram, you know, it's, I can absolutely see how I ended up in the two abusive Mm. marriages that I ended up with. And I'm asked that question all the time. How did I get here? Mm. Well, I can identify exactly how I got there because of my past. I was, you know, I can talk about the behaviors that I had as a child. Mm. What about a teenager? Same thing. They directly match my behaviors in my abusive marriages. Because I was thinking of, of how that, that plays exactly. out. Mirrored. Yeah. Mirrored behaviors. Yeah. It's, it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating to think back. And, and I, I carried for so long that pain of my childhood and, mm-hmm. and the feelings of I'm not enough and the feelings of, they told me I wasn't worth anything. They yeah. told me all of these things mm-hmm. and I believed it. Mm-hmm. Do they still so kick I, in? Do they, it it do does. They, yeah. It does. Oh goodness. Even at 52 and almost four years out of my most recent abusive marriage. Oh, it still kicks in. Yeah. It still kicks in. I, I, uh, I recently, um, I'm, I'm single. And so I'm, you know, dating here and there <laughs> and met an incredible man and he's a survivor as well. And he's going through his own stuff. And, and we had a very long conversation recently. And after that conversation, I found myself breaking down, mm-hmm. sobbing, mm-hmm. asking myself again, why am I not enough? It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not go back there. You know, but it's not replaying in your brain. So embedded in Mm. there. It's hard to not fall back into those thought processes, especially when you're down, depressed, stressed, triggered. It is so hard to reprogram that brain. Yeah. That is something that I have carried with me my entire life. It's people knowing that, isn't that? Because it's it's that. And, you know, as you're talking again, I can I can flip to to different times where I'm feeling particularly vulnerable or something Mm -hmm. has happened or I've been triggered and I will go down that route. I I, and and I start having that internal dialogue that has been been embedded in my brain and still is, you know, and I'm 52. I'm at that age that I keep forgetting if I'm 52 or 53. I think I'm 52. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, that the, all of these years later, and I expect till the day I die, I mean, I hate to say that, but I think I'm being mm-hmm. realistic now to mm-hmm. the day I die, that, that that will be embedded. But hopefully, um, as I have been recovering, is to mm-hmm. manage it a bit quicker as, as it I pull it up as quick yes. as I can. It's like yeah. I, I, I'm hearing it. OK, stop uh, and try and be kind to myself, which is not yeah. easy, not easy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's every bit of my childhood played a part Mm. in my 52 years. Um, As I said, I was sexually molested by a family member that started when I was 
think I was about third grade. So I think that would have made me about eight. Yeah. Um, and it continued until I believe I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's this person, it's a family member. Here's this yeah. person who's supposed to love me. And, uh, you know, I'm supposed to feel safe. And, and these are the things that are going on. And no one knew yeah. that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things that go, that were going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I did a, a, a talk recently about sexual trauma, intimacy mm-hmm. and sexual trauma, self-esteem and intimacy. Yeah. And in that, I talked about that in looking back now, yeah. the signs of sexual abuse, the signs of sexual, sexual molestation are so much more talked about now than yeah. they were. Agreed, yeah way back then. Mm. So I can look back and recognize the warning signs that I myself was giving that nobody, nobody recognized, or if they did recognize it as a warning sign, they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to talk about it. Mm. Um, but I remember, I remember the warning signs that I was giving off Mm and realizing it was my cry for help yeah. unconsciously yeah. and nobody helped me. Yeah. That's devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, now you want to take again. a breath because you just, I just saw you just stop. And I know everyone can, can't see unbreakable, but it's in your eyes, your trauma. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. your eyes flicker in a certain direction or there's that tremor in your mm-hmm. face, and a breath and sometimes we need to take those moments mm-hmm. to breathe mm-hmm. and not and not just talk over it because they're very very important what you just said mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they were obviously touching something um it was it was something that uh played a huge role as i said i just yeah. did a, a talk on it it was something looking back that played a humongous role on the rest of my life yeah. and my adult relationships. Yeah. Um, when, I, did you, when did you did disclose or did you ever disclose? That I was molested as a child. Mm. Um, it was, uh, let's see, this is 2022. It was probably 2009 or 2010 when yeah. it finally started coming out. Yeah. Um, and I was in therapy and I kept having what I thought were nightmares, Yeah. but they weren't, you know how you'll, you'll have a nightmare and then you wake up and you remember the nightmare. Yeah. And you get the feelings sometimes as well. You're left with those horrible feelings that we don't realize are triggers into our trauma. It's yes. So I would be going through the day and have something that just popped into my brain that, Oh my gosh, I think I had a nightmare about this last night. Yeah. I wasn't having nightmares. Yeah. I was having memories yeah. that were starting to come back. Yeah. Um, when I did finally recognize what had gone on, I told my mother mm. and she swept it under the rug. Yeah. Because she loves this family member. Mm-hmm. Like this family member can do no wrong. And dear God, if I open my mouth and I say something, it could destroy this family member. It could destroy this family member's family or mm-hmm. career. Or So it was completely swept under the rug and never spoken about again. I, that- I'm going to... 
I'm going to ask you, Mm -hmm. because I hear it and I have felt this, but what does that do, that reaction do to someone? Invalidates, Mm -hmm. puts you back in that dark. It put me back in that dark place. Yeah. Yeah. It, it put me back in that place of what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Why? Why couldn't I stop? It put me in a place of shame. Mm, Talk about this a lot. What shame should I have as an innocent child? Mm. I should have none. Absolutely. But it put me when my mother denied it and swept it under the rug, it put me back in that shame of I'm, I'm horrible. I'm dirty. I'm worthless. I don't deserve anything good. Like it put me in such a dark place. Because the one person, even with the history of knowing that this person was never there for me, the one person who should have been there for me, even just at that time when I disclosed it to her, Mm -hmm. she turned her back on me Mm -hmm. yet again. And that's more trying to recover from another blow. Oh God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was so traumatic. And I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. After that, I did not talk about it for years. Yeah. Um, and then through my divorce, the damage, the damage oh, I have God. to say that this causes. So there will be people mm-hmm. out there that have disclosed at different times, maybe to different people, just snippets of their mm-hmm. story and had that reaction or worse, or it, it doesn't matter. Your reaction is important to you, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, and similar stuff to myself again is, is like, we've spoken about the book and that that I brought out Mm -hmm. and so that was my whole story and family members just completely ignore it it was Mm -hmm. I I never imagined how painful that would be and it Mm -hmm. put me in the it it was like another disclosure um but to be shunned yeah it's so so painful yes it almost feels like you just was just crying out to be heard at an adult yes. now yeah. crying out to be heard be believed as well because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a real thing in this about um child abuse I feel mm-hmm. it's like to be believed because I think mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time as children um no I don't want to speak for everyone else I'll, I'll own that I had a lot of time as a child um not thinking that I would ever be believed and then mm-hmm. myself brushing it under the carpet if you mm-hmm. like is putting it aside and looking at but those people are really nice people so it got got to be me so it's like reinforcing that years later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just awful um, thank god that's, you found your voice you know that is something that in and of itself wanting to be believed mm. was something that has been such a challenge for me over the last four years since I've gotten out, I've, I've sobbed about it. It's like, I just, you know, I feel like people don't believe me on what I've been through. And yet everyone who I'm surrounded by my friends, loved ones, absolutely wholeheartedly believe me, but I still feel like, but it matters, doesn't it to us that it really matters because people say, don't take any notice. It doesn't, you know, brush it aside. And we, we do try and do that. I do believe we do try and we, and we, we, when our rational brain is working, we we say, come on, these Mm -hmm. people don't matter. But Mm -hmm. the fact is 
they pop up it's like that that how our brain has developed those yeah. old messages are saying yes. that they do we want that approval we want that you know um to be heard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely it it's it's still something that I struggle with from time to time that you know no I don't have legal record the you know law enforcement records I didn't call the Mm. police you know my judge and my divorce only believed part of what I said but yet here you know and I I was the victor in in our custody and our divorce Mm. but here I am four years out and I still find myself thinking about but I have medical records I still have scars that you can see I Mm. have text messages emails voicemails Mm. I have all of these things to back up what I'm saying Mm. well you know what it doesn't it really doesn't matter because those Those people those people won't listen to it and the ones that matter don't need a lot of evidence no they're not looking looking for oh well you know unbreakable why don't you you can I listen to that recording? Yeah, prove I need prove, prove. Yeah. Prove they're they're not, they're not looking because they're, that they're, they're absolutely connected with you and your mm-hmm. trauma and, and they're there for you to support and hold you mm-hmm. through those times. Those other people that you're talking about will never, you could have it on. I don't know. You could have a, a film made of it. You could have the video of it. You could have anything. And it's yeah. still, they would still say, Oh, I'm not too sure about that. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's not, yeah. that's not, yeah. that, that's not, there's, that's, there's two sides to every story, yes. you know? Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't mean that. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> it's just, and you don't realize this until you've had to dig very, very deep and mm-hmm. crucify yourself. I mean, I use that word crucify. It does remind me of someone on a cross. It, it literally mm-hmm. feels like that is it, it is you know, with this stuff. So I'm wondering now that you get that reaction. So how on earth, when you are in relationships that are abusive, whether you even recognize it is the first thing I'm thinking. And then is that even an option? Do you even, is, is that an option to tell people in your family that, Hey, this is happening to me, or you're going to get the same responses, you know, I like to say toxic is toxic regardless of DNA. Mm. I have family members who 12,000% support me and believes me and are there for me and have even been so empathetic that, you know, they say the appropriate words that I'm so sorry that happened to you. And it wasn't your fault. Like they they really give We're their both all smiling are yes. we unbreakable yes. because you know those people are like mm-hmm. diamonds in the snow they are so so important and mm-hmm. you want to almost say to them do you know what you've done it, it's mm-hmm. so important to my recovery important oh, yeah. to me as a human being to feel validated oh, yeah. to feel loved and heard oh i love yes. i love hearing about these people yeah I first shared my story, I believe it was uh, April of 2021. Yeah. And somehow. So quite recent. Um, this is really quite recent. Well, the first time that I shared it online, yeah. I, of course, have been sharing it with, with yeah. loved ones prior to that. But the first yeah. time I came on camera oh, and shared right. it okay, yeah. was April of last year. And 
Come to find out one of my uncles who I hadn't seen since I was probably a teenager mm-hmm. or maybe early 20s. So well over 30 years, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen this uncle and he called me out of the blue and he is, you know, he's my father's age and it's my father's brother called me out of the blue. I could hear the tears in his eyes and he told me we knew there were things going on, but none of us could put a finger on it. I'm so sorry. You went through that to to know how proud of you. I am. It's like, I saw like the only male figure in my lifetime who had ever told me unconditionally, I'm proud of you. Yeah. We need to say it, don't we? We so need to tell adults, Mm -hmm. children, people, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and say, I'm sorry. You know that it doesn't change the fact that what's happened to us as victims of this. But it validates it. Oh God. It, you know, from the heart, when some we're very in tune with people and for someone from the heart to say i what your uncle said it, it just feels so warming to hear yes. that yes i'm so That's glad definitely. you heard that yeah yeah you know having the parents that i had and and the only male role model that i ever had uh, at one point in time when we were young um and it was just before the sexual abuse started as mm. a child um, my mother disappeared mm. and dropped us off at my grandparents, her parents. Mm. And we lived there. We were raised by them for several years. Mm. And my grandfather was this extremely stoic country man, you know, retired Navy, you know, a horse man, a garden, mm. like he was rugged and stoic. Yeah. But I remember sitting on my grandfather's lap, mm. which I never did with any of my parents. Like mm. I remember sitting on my grandfather's lap and just knowing that I was loved yeah. with my grandmother, just always knowing that they loved me, yeah. you know, for that little bit of time that I had there in my childhood, it was like, I miss those moments. I missed those moments. Now that's when the abuse, the sexual abuse started, yeah. but to have these people, these moments in our life where these mm. amazing people come into our life and they, they give us what we're lacking. They show us, you know, the positives in us and they, they support us and they encourage us and they uplift mm. us. Yeah. They're diamonds. It, they're it re- absolutely diamonds. It really is. And do you know that um, unbreakable is saying it is the same. I feel like those moments are precious and you know, who gave, they stand out because mm-hmm. of our childhoods they mm-hmm. they really stand out of the people that cared that took time that looked us in the eye that gave us something that we could connect with it doesn't even have to be words it's their presence mm-hmm. you know um but to think what would life have been with that all of the time mm-hmm. you know and and who would we have been with mm-hmm. that all of the time um yeah you know it's just and so when I I when I grew up I I used to hear you know you don't you don't spoil so the word spoiling children was constant yes. constant yes. children are seen and not heard all of these old sayings um 
thinking that you don't spoil children thank goodness Mm -hmm. I looked at and started doing my journey you know when I had my own children but um what is that about anyone listening that says oh don't pick them up when they're crying don't do this don't do that don't give in to them take time they Mm -hmm. need those conversations they need those hugs they when they're crying they do need to be picked up and held and rocked and and sung to and all of Mm -hmm. those things that we needed you Mm -hmm. needed I Mm -hmm. needed all these other people men and women out there grown up like Mm -hmm. we are Mm -hmm. when we were small we needed that um you know and not all these struggles that we have now yeah you know yeah agreed agreed so going forward from that um what have the struggles been like Mm. Mm-mm-mm. what have the struggles been like that's um, a huge question I'm really sorry I just landed a, a whole you. lot of years yeah right that there. really is <laughs> um something that this is a hard one and to anyone who is listening as Louise said please do if anything is triggering please take a break come back to it take care of yourself first um this is I'm going to try to keep this pg um, but, uh, this say may it, very say well, it as it, it's fine. Let's say absolutely. it as, absolutely. Say it as um, it is for you, how you want to, um, having been raised the way that I was in the abusive and toxic environment that I was in, having been sexually molested as a child, um, feeling something to that. Uh, I didn't know what I was feeling, but I knew there was something to that. And that's a whole nother conversation. Mm. Um, when I got 18, yeah. when I was 18, I lost my virginity mm. and that started a whole whirlwind, Yeah, a whole whirlwind of, well, golly, if I give my body, mm. then maybe I'll be loved. then maybe I'll be accepted. Then maybe somebody will be there. You know, that started several years of this acting out Mm self-destructive behavior that I thought that was the only way. Those were the only things I had to go on. That was the only way someone was ever going to love me. So the link from your childhood directly comes up mm-hmm. through your teenage years. Mm-hmm. Now you're 18. I can see mm-hmm. as you're as you're talking, and I hope anyone else listening mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. um if you've if you've had this experience yourself, is know that actually this is a normal response to receiving Very. abnormal behavior you've developed mm-hmm. from this, and this is your worth in the world mm-hmm. and this is right. what you want to get you want you want that love you want, so you're going to try it anyway that's mm-hmm. isn't it human to just want to be loved yes and accepted. it is it is absolutely human what is abnormal is the way that we learned mm. how to obtain that how to reach that how to have that we learned all of these horrific maladaptive coping skills that got us into the situation, at least for myself personally, got me in the situations that I was in that those behaviors Mm -hmm. of just wanting to be loved. And if the only way I can be loved is through sex, well, then let me just, you know, okay, I'm game. Yeah. Got me into my very first marriage, Mm -hmm. my daughter's father. And 
you know, I can look back on it now and I was in love at that time, but I didn't have any clue what love was. So I thought, I believed I was in love with this person. You know, I didn't know about love bombing. I didn't know about the manipulation and the group. I didn't know about anything. And so do you, sorry, um, unbreakable, but do you find that when, um, you have come from, from, people that don't show you any affection any love um there's no there's there's no comfort there's no nothing and then you find whether however abusive someone is that they do buy you flowers and say sorry after they've hurt you and Mm -hmm. I'll never do that again oh come on and and then they start love bombing you that Mm -hmm. that I remember my first boyfriend and and it felt like love it felt like I never never experienced someone say sorry yeah don't think if someone says sorry then surely that he is really sorry and he does love me oh yeah my mum would never say none of my family would ever say sorry Mm-mm. so that was a new it that was the life experience that we hadn't had that would mm-hmm. have been healthy for people mm-hmm. to say sorry if they did something wrong that was mm-hmm. all the stuff that was missing um, yep. now playing out but in an unhealthy we we can't recognize can we what what's Correct. Correct. And I I believed it. Mm. I believed it every time after the first concussion, the second concussion, after the third concussion, you know, over the course of several years, I finally got out. I, I believed that, you know, all the sexual, sexually transmitted diseases that I kept getting as a married woman, I don't cheat, never have. Yeah but I'm getting all of these sexually transmitted diseases over and over again. You know, I believe, Oh, he'll stop again. Oh, he'll stop. Oh, he didn't mean, Oh, I wasn't giving it up enough. Oh, I wasn't being the, the wife. I wasn't, you know, giving my wifely Mm. self. I wasn't following my wifely duties. I I was Mm. too loud. I was too quiet. You know, we, we play all of these scenarios. We are never enough. Then that plays out from childhood again. It's the same story, isn't it? mirror Mm. it is a complete mirror image of childhood Mm. completely and you know you make I made excuses for the poor behaviors I made excuses for the abuse I made excuses for the infidelity I made excuses for the drugs and the alcohol and the whole time I thought if I just love him more then Mm. he'll be better and then he'll love me Mm. it's I almost oh god as you're talking unbreakable I'm thinking about I've gone back to the girl again I've Mm -hmm. gone back to the small you yeah is if I just do this enough yeah if I just if 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 um it's it's so powerful what you're saying Mm -hmm. um absolutely I'm that's where I can see how my childhood, for me yeah. personally, my childhood completely directed my path in life mm. until I was able to open my eyes mm. and realize everything and begin my recovery and my healing. It was the same exact path yeah. through childhood, through my first marriage and through my second marriage. Mm. Nothing was different, just the faces. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Just the faces were different. I'm really hoping that anyone listening that is trying to make sense, because I take it that you're on here. You've either got on here by accident and think, what the hell are these women talking about? (laughs) Or that you're 
you're curious for some reason something's leading you here and you're curious to know um that there are some things there that are connecting or you're feeling it if you're feeling it in your body your body is such an amazing resource if -hmm. there's something that is that you are feeling within your body within your chest your your limbs you know it could be anything your head please take note of it because it's telling you something it's telling you something about unbreakable story something that I've said maybe and it is connecting you to something that may be needing looking at maybe maybe thinking about maybe not judging yourself maybe you've judged yourself for years I know I did I still do sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a pattern that that seems to to come up every now and again when I'm in my trauma Mm -hmm. but it's it's um being inquisitive being understanding of yourself and being kind to yourself is you know compassion and kindness is uh, I've gone to so many conferences about trauma and you know how you work with trauma and I just have those two maybe three words love compassion and kindness we can start with that Mm -hmm. with ourselves instead of that internal dialogue that we keep comes up over and over and over again like you were saying unbreakable um we start our journey of recovery when we start being kinder it's just a natural progression i don't ask me all the scientific ways and mm-hmm. about this but it does you had something a message that you wanted to give your younger self no one else some people would be quite stern with their younger self Mm, no, no. Very compassionate and empathetic to my younger self. I have mm-hmm. to be. Um, I've thought about this often. I think I've written about it as well. Yeah. I would tell my younger self, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You didn't cause it. You are loved. You are worthy. You are this gift on this earth and you're going to realize it one day. You're going to get there and you're going to survive this. As hard as it may be right this very moment, you're going to survive this. It, it, it would be nothing but compassion for my younger self wholeheartedly. That, that is just so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, you are so worthy of that message, I have to say. Thank you so much, Unbreakable. Um, I don't want to wear you out. <laughs> so this is a, uh, we may do another one. Um, but I think for today, for now, and you've all listened to a lot. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Unbreakable. It has been lovely. You are a blessing. You are an absolute blessing. You haven't heard um, everything that Unbreakable does. Um, did you want to say any? Um, sure. Um, my, I go by Unbreakable. I am on almost all social media. My largest platform is Facebook and the page name is Unbreakable and Uplifting. That is the name across the board. I am on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, And what my community is, again, Facebook's the largest, what the community is, is words that I found I needed to hear, words that were hard for me, words that have helped my healing, my journey, opening my eyes. And I 
compiled those words onto that Facebook page, Unbreakable and Uplifting, and it has manifested across the entire world of other survivors, other warriors, other victims coming together, supporting each other, uplifting each other. I share my experience, my strength, my hope there. I share my struggles. I am 100% raw, real, and honest. I even talk about you know, the things that I'm struggling with or my own toxic mm. traits that I'm battling through. I talk about my ups and downs. I basically just share me. So you I invite are, anyone. You are an angel. I mean, um, I have to, I have just such high regard for you, um, Unbreakable, because that's how I um, met you. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah. I just came across your Facebook page and I thought, mm-hmm. what's this? It was a discussion um mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was about now I think it was about narcissists or or mm-hmm. you know or, or um perpetrators behavior and um there were so many people writing on there and um mm-hmm. you were so real I love it because you know we go as survivors victims whatever you want to call it um we go through so much we don't need bullshit right we don't need it. We don't deserve it. And we need, need right. realness. And you are very real in when you talk about your own trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just so refreshing. It, I just hope that people that listen to people like yourself or the podcast that learn that speaking about this stuff is the only way and those mm-hmm. people, like we said earlier on, they're never, ever, ever, we're never going to be good enough. And, and they are always going to find fault. So right. it's, it's the work that I've been doing with women for years um, is simplistically talking and mm-hmm. Listening mm-hmm. and hearing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so the words that I love to leave people with is that, you are not crazy Absolutely. and you are not, you are not alone. So, yeah. I think that's a good one to end on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not crazy and you're not alone. Thank no. you so much. Unbreakable. We spoke, we hope to speak to you again, but you're a busy, busy lady and um, just take care and everyone else um, be safe. Thank you so much for listening and hearing women's true life experiences. Don't let the conversation stop here. If you want to be part of Freedom to Talk podcast, contact me. You can link yourself in through the website at www.freedomtogethercic.co.uk. Go to the contact me page and get in touch. If you have suffered any form of trauma and would like to know more about receiving neuro-experiential online therapy from myself, please check out the website for more information. Take care and be safe.